Blue as a violet, red as a rose. Buckle up, bitch, it's The Social Dose. The Social Dose is your go-to podcast for a gorgeous dose of what's going on in the world of social media. Brought to you now every Tuesday and Thursday. Today is Tuesday, June 20th, and I'm Paris Nicholson, at Paris Nicholson on socials. And I'm Michael Judson Berry, at M. Judson Berry on socials. And now, let's get into these headlines. Today, summer is upon us. We get into how the girlies are drinking, posting, and living this season, starting with the viral sensation that's clearing our bowels just in time for beach season, Panera Lemonade. Then, you've heard of hot girl summer, sad girl summer, and even the cursed white boy summer. But this year, get out your cheeses and diseases because it's rat girl summer. And finally, if your mom doesn't judge your summer look, then TikTok surely will. We tell you how the platform is reading users to filth. Coming up. All this breaking social media news and more coming up next on The Social Dose. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I'm Paris. And I'm Michael. And this is The Social Dose. Let's get into these headlines, shall we, Michaela? I think we should. I like this accent. Can I be him all this episode? Stop it at once. I'm banning it for the rest of the episode. Thank you for your service. Whoever this character was, we don't need her. How has your Tim Cook been coming, by the way? (laughs) I'm, I'm still working on my Tim Cook. I'm very excited. I, I, listeners, behind the, the curtains here, uh, we are filming this episode uh, a little bit ahead of time. So if any celebrities die between now and Juneteenth, and we don't talk about it on this episode, that's why, okay? Yes. So nobody die. Um, but okay. I did send Michael a voice message that was like, hey, I'm actually obsessed with the potential of your Tim Cook impression and think you should master it and start doing Tim Cook videos because I, for one, think that would be hilarious. <laughs> Thank you, Paris. I, I appreciate your confidence. I have to get a good Tim Cook wig. And luckily, I have the outfit because we actually dress shockingly similarly, which is oh, no. a little a little sad <laughs> for me. <laughs> um, Luckily, I'm not wearing that today. We're going to get into what I'm wearing in a minute. So for the folks, as this is a podcast and you can't actually see me, uh, I am wearing a pink romper. It's a romper jack, if you remember those from roughly 2017, when that was a summer trend. I bought a, it's it's sort of Pepto-Bismol pink with a navy blue pocket. At the time, I thought it was so cool. The problem is with this, if you even think about perspiring, it's just wet. And you can see it. (laughs) And also I learned it's very difficult to like, you have to unbutton everything to go to the bathroom. It's not practical. One thing that I think might be making a resurgence is, do you remember the Four loco summer? Remember that summer where we all just blacked out in a can, woke up with heart palpitations and several people were killed? People died. What? People died. You don't remember Four loco summer? What summer was that? Remember, I'm not cool, Paris. I don't know these things. I want to say it was like 2011, I want to say. What were you doing 2011? In 2011, I was a struggling actor doing like nine catering jobs. So I didn't have time to know what was going on. I was passing Damn. too many crab cakes. Yeah. Oh, I love crab cakes. And okay, so, well, yeah. we all in college got wasted. And then they had to change the formula of For Loco because it was actually killing little white women across the nation. What? Yeah. 
It was like too much caffeine and alcohol combined, and it was just like giving people heart conditions. Oh my God. At least one woman died. I know that for sure. At least one woman. And then they changed the formula and ruined it for everyone. Uh, It was a great summer. It really was. What? Yeah. You passed out anywhere. Once that can took hold of you, and the thing about Four Loco, it tasted like Satan's cum, so nobody liked it. But after the third or fourth sip, you started to really acquire a taste for Satan's cum. And you're like, oh, you know what? This is actually really good, Satan. Let me get a second one. And if you had two, you did die. That was a death sentence right there. I am not sad that I missed this. Any other summer trends that I missed, Paris, that I should now be caught up on? We always have a good song of the summer. And we're still uh-huh. we're still debating who Song of the Summer is going to be this year. But last year's Song of the Summer, remember Kate Bush running up that hill. My vote for Song of the Summer this year is Param. I am obsessed with that song. I know how you feel. I love it. I love Kylie. So much like the Romp Him Summer, I'm so excited to finally sort of maybe be on trend. I don't know. We'll see. Wait, what are you saying you know how I feel about Padam? What, what was that I thought implying? You, I thought you didn't like it. We just jammed out with our clams out to Padam, like last I, week, Diva. I know, but I thought somewhere I in the recesses Padam. of my brain, I thought you were like, mm, it's overrated. No, I think it's an incredible song. I'm so excited for Kylie to be having this moment. But as far as song of the summer goes, you do have to remember it needs to transcend demographic, which Padam very much is not. It is, I see. It is monoculture amongst the gays, but uh, the greater planet is not vibing with it the same way that we are, which is a shame. It really True is. True Song of the Summer has to transcend culture. It has that's, to be everywhere. That's true. It needs to be like at barbecues in Alabama as well as circuit parties in New York. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And that's a tough thing to achieve. Remember that? Wait, remember that one summer where the Song of the Summer was like, holy moly, me oh my, I love you, my apple pie, everybody's stupid and all gay, or whatever that song was. <laughs> that's had, like, guitars, not how and that were, like, song 40 of them. But yes, I, I really liked that song. <laughs> that was a song of the summer that transcended genre. Because what the hell was that, like, folksy bullshit? I don't know, but it was really good. Uh, oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was just really trying to remember how, the rest of how that song went. Uh, as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to look it up. I'm pretty sure it's exactly how I sang it. <laughs> da 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 with you. Yeah, uh, something like that. Home is wherever I'm, wherever I'm with you. With you. <laughs> and like three of them sounded like swamp witches, which I actually liked. <laughs> What's a swamp witch? Just like a witch that lives in a swamp. What do you mean? Uh, oh, obviously. Okay, yes, of course. <laughs> Sorry. Every town has one. <laughs> the ostracized old hag that lives in the woods. And then I've... gives a child a potion when they run away from home. Michael, grow up. Which Grimm's fairy tale did you grow up in? Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have a town crone. <laughs> no. No. Well, when I grow up, I'll be your town crone. <laughs> and with that, besties, it's time to get into today's stories. Our top story... The warmer weather and longer days have a growing number of girls, gays, and theys scurrying into the streets, nibbling on little snacks, and sneaking into places where they might not belong. Forget the year of the rat, it's the summer of the rat. Michael Judson Berry explains this summer's hottest trend. Yes, I love this trend. According to at Lola Okola, it is rat girl summer, and thank goodness we had her to... Oh no, don't make that sound, Paris. (laughs) Sorry. 
Don't. That reminds me of the first time I ever went into a steam room and I just walked right back out. Okay, so, um, yes, it is officially Rat Girl Summer, according to at Lola Ocola. I love this trend. I can't wait to jump on board. So, what is Rat Girl Summer, you may ask? Well, according to Lola, it is scurrying in the streets, looking for snacks, and getting into places where we generally do not belong. And apparently, everyone is on board with over 3.9 million hashtags used. Wow. Thankfully, also, Lola laid out the rules of Rat Girl Summer. You have to go outside. She puts this have to. big emphasis in her follow-up video. You have to go outside. You can get two rot days, as she calls them, which is when you're in bed or on the couch, but only two. You can't scurry from your couch, as she puts it, obviously. You have to be nibbling on snacks. Starving yourself this summer is out. You have to eat. You have to nourish yourself so you can get into mischief and mm-hmm. general mayhem. Kill the cringe. Killing the cringe is necessary. Follow your whimsy. Do not judge yourself. Just do. You think rats are judging yourself? They are not. Uh, So absolutely follow your gut. And that is the next one, which is no overthinking. Follow your gut. Because your gut is usually right. And as she puts it, if your gut is wrong, it's going to make for a great story after. To summarize all of this, go outside, nibble on snacks, kill your cringe, and do not overthink. And have a great time. I think this is the summer that we need. Yes, I couldn't agree more. I think we have to let a lot of pretense fall to the side and just focus on having a good time. And rats are so good at that. Remember Pizza mm-hmm. Rat? Remember that rat oh, that yeah. like ran for mayor in New York City and then won? What? I don't know. Ratatouille? No. Yes, uh- Ratatouille. That's the film Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> at first I heard Rat Girl Summer and I said, count me out, you nasty rat-faced bitches. I won't be doing whatever the hell that is. Because it just sounds ugly, right? It, so- it doesn't... Rat Girl Summer? No. Timothy Chalamet has been doing that for years. Machine Gun (laughs) Kelly has been doing that for years. (laughs) But after hearing the full breakdown, I'm like, oh, this very much this. Yes. Yes. The only thing I fear is that Rat Girl Summer and smoking cigarettes do sort of have some intrinsic synergy there. We've been observing lately of Jenna Ortega, you know, Kylie smoking cigs. Rat Girl Summer could also be the resurgence of cigs with these girls too. Like... I mean, have some fun, but don't decimate your lungs while you're at it. Smoking is back. Canada is bringing smoking back in a huge way. <laughs> no. I love the comment from at lowkey underscore B, who said, I've recently discovered I love brie cheese. So this fits. <laughs> and I just, it made me a little sad for Loki B, because I was like, you only just discovered Brie. I love Brie. I also loved another comment from Kylie Overbay, who said, my kids will be gone for over a month. I'm going to be absolutely feral. <laughs> <laughs> Which, good for you, Kylie. Have the best time. Yes, bitch. Rat out. Rat out with your twat out. Don't say that too loud. Target will make it into a t-shirt and someone's going to get upset. And then remove it from shelves. (laughs) Immediately. I am kind of thinking, is Rat Girl Summer just literally what straight white men do all the time? They go outside, they nibble on snacks, they have no sense of cringe or uh, overthinking. They just do stuff without any care for the consequences. (laughs) Whoa. This summer, just live your life like a straight white man and do whatever the hell you want. Wow. Hopefully... Enjoy the same privileges. Why am I just imagining everyone walking around in cargo shorts from American Eagle? Ew, stop. Now I'm imagining it. (laughs) We'll get right back into the trending news after these quick ads. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This just in, fuck green juice. This summer, we're over being healthy and caring about our bodies. One fast casual bakery cafe chain has answered our prayers. <gasps> Panera Bread. This new viral charged lemonade has TikTok users telling their loved ones goodbye and their plumbers hello. Yes, Paris, it should be noted that this product is not new, uh, but TikTok is giving it a hot girl summer renaissance as the girlies are discovering the insane power held within just one of these beverages. Uh, People have been posting videos after they drink one of these extremely caffeinated lemonades, and the universal symptoms seem to be seeing God and sweating out 60% of your water weight. Like, people are drinking them and then filming their physical reactions to these drinks. Yeah, Michael, this is absolutely insane. Our social scientists have put together some data on the actual caffeine and sugar content of these charged lemonades. Uh, They come in three delicious flavors, strawberry, lemon, mint, mango, yuzu, citrus, and Fuji apple cranberry, each of them having around 260 to 390 milligrams of caffeine, which for reference, there are 64 milligrams of caffeine in a shot of espresso. So each cup of charged lemonade is between four and six shots of espresso in (laughs) one beverage, which is an insane amount of caffeine. I am somebody who almost never drinks coffee and like I have one and I'm like wired, but this is, it feels lethal. Oh, yeah, same. I have my one cup of coffee in the morning and then just decaf for the rest of the day because I love coffee. But uh, if I have more caffeine than that, then I tip over and fall asleep. Like it spikes yeah. and then drops. I like straight up fainting goat it. I'm just like walking down the street. like, <laughs> derp, 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 boom. Also, can we talk about the amount of sugar in this drink? Like it's not just the caffeine. It's also the sugar content. So each regular sized charged lemonade has between 65 to 82 grams of sugar, yuzu mm-hmm. being the highest. Just to, again, put this in perspective, friends, uh, there are 10 grams of sugar in a Krispy Kreme donut. So one regular mango yuzu citrus lemonade is like eating eight Krispy Kreme donuts, as well as having four to six shots of espresso. So to say you are wired, like people are literally shooting through the roofs of their buildings. It's bananas. Yeah, one of the videos I saw... It's, it was basically a text post trauma dump after this girl's experience. It was from at Thai Baby. Uh, and she said, if you were thinking about buying the Panera Bread charged lemonades, don't. I thought I was built different and everyone was over-exaggerating the side effects. I was young and I was naive. I chugged two cups. I went to sleep thinking I would wake up dead. My heart was racing so bad my chest ached. It felt like my lungs were trying to tear out of my rib cage. I almost booked myself into a hospital twice until I remembered I'm American. And if this lemonade didn't unalive me, that medical bill would. Not to mention I woke up and had diarrhea so bad, I begged God to just take me if it means the pain will stop. (laughs) This harrowing testimony is enough for me to never order this beverage, Michael. What about you? I could not. Now, also as someone who has had to have a colonoscopy and drink that juice where it does just like empty your body. Ooh. It's a deeply unpleasant experience, although you are so snatched after. I think GIs should 
uh, team up with Panera, like, before people get a colonoscopy, because this sounds easier to drink than that horrible, like, gallon jug of stuff. We here at The Social Dose are nothing if not journalists. And because we really wanted to find out firsthand what this beverage was doing to the girlies, one of our very brave social scientists, Sunny, decided to take this test herself and put her body through what she can only describe as a harrowing experience. And she is here to share her survival story today. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sunny, our social scientist. Sunny, hello. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate you giving me the time to share the story. However, Paris, it was not harrowing. I'm dramatizing. (laughs) (laughs) We've worked with each other for a while now, and I think that you can fairly say that I do run with the mentality and energy of a squirrel. The energy's high 24-7. So I really, I didn't think it was going to be that bad, and I was wrong because it was actually fucking phenomenal. I feel like it changed me for the better. I was off the walls. It's not debilitating. If you would have given me a pen and a piece of paper, I could have finally passed math. Like, I do think that, like, <laughs> I really could have done it in that moment. It was crazy. I've been drinking, like, coffee since I was, like, 12. So, like, I felt very confident. And honestly, I feel like I could have done too. I went to Target. I cleaned my room. I wrote my last will and testament. <laughs> Did you actually? <laughs> well, I always have one saved on my computer just to be safe. But I... Sunny, you're, like, not even 30. What? <laughs> no, what if something happens but to me? Good to be prepared. That's right, yeah. Paris. Sunny, I appreciate this. <laughs> if I had one right now, maybe I would die because I just had the espresso. If I wait an hour okay. and a half, I will uh-huh. live. I will live harder than I've ever lived before. Like, I'm imagining you actually accomplished none of this. You just sat there shaking and hallucinated the entire thing. <laughs> no, there was only one witness and she saw me at the end. So it could have all been, it could have all been up there in wow. my head. She saw you just come <laughs> flying forward with like debris around you. <laughs> well, Sunny, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. It sounds like an endorsement at the end of the day. I yeah. would just caution all the girls out there to, you know, proceed at your own risk. Results yeah. may vary as it turns out. You may be the most hyperproductive, manic day of your life, or you might see God and end up in the ER. Have fun. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Good luck, divas. Now to hear an ad from our sponsors, Panera Bread. Just kidding. This episode is not sponsored by Panera Bread, but it is sponsored by our messages that are gonna play next. That was so well put. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? (laughs) Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. (laughs) If these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. And we're back. <laughs> we're back. Awesome. Uh, I was distracted by my pit stains, which are already forming. Um, wow, look how hor- actually. Look how horrible uh, this is. And this is just from sitting still and laughing at Sunny's experiences. Michael, it's giving hyperhidrosis. You should probably, you can like get that taken care of. I am a sweater. I just looked, I saw like the corner of my screen and I was like, when did I get a giant vagina? Like, yeah, that's not here? normal. There's a cure. It's Botox. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, you Botox the armpit and it like paralyzes your sweat glands. So you don't have to deal with that anymore. 
Wow, they figured this out years ago, Diva. Anyone who has ever posted on TikTok knows that you can add hashtags to your videos. But recently, TikTok creators have been reporting that the app is generating pre-made hashtags that are low-key going for the jugular. Right, Paris? That's right, Michael. It's actually kind of insane. We expect reads from our family and friends or even strangers on TikTok. But from the app itself, a two brute. Is that how you say that famous Shakespearean line? Or Caesar? Well done. It, a tu brute. Brute? Okay, It's from Julius Caesar. Which was written by Shakespeare or no? It was written by Shakespeare, yeah. Dude, you're so smart. Thanks! <laughs> okay, but y'all, no, actually the trend. So people have been posting videos of these like suggested hashtags when you like look at a draft video that you're going to post and the TikTok's like, these are the hashtags we recommend based on the algorithm. And some of them are actually wild. So the first one I saw was from user at recklessly living. Uh, and this is just a, a regular person, we'll say. And the, t- the hashtags given to them were tomboy, emo girl vibes, indie kid, LGBTQ trend, which if you look at this person, you don't know anything about them. I can see why the algorithm might suspect that. Then they get even more specific and it's like hashtag alt, hashtag emo boy, hashtag mask girl, hashtag TikTok LGBT. And she says in the video, like, at no point do I ever talk about being LGBT. So like, where is TikTok getting that from? I honestly think TikTok is just like, oh, this is a femme person with a short haircut. Must be queer, which is, I think, homophobic. Oh, not only that, but they're also assuming that they're British. The other one that was like hashtag yeah. British short hair, which that's a hashtag. <laughs> it's insane for TikTok to like be so bold to like, I think specifically with the demographic stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's like content related, if it's like story time or like hashtag dance trend, like that's fine. But when it's like hashtag you look like a gay bitch, like that's <laughs> a little too far. <laughs> Do you see the one from at Maria FV41? Oh my God, yes, it was so mean. <laughs> they offered hashtag black girl tragic. Ugh, hashtag that's racist. Nose, it straight up is. Uh, hashtag nose is too big. Oh my God. Hashtag timeline break. These were not nice. Hashtag looking goofy. Hashtag what the hell. <laughs> hashtag might delete later. What are you doing, TikTok? This is grounds for cancellation. Yeah, because some of those are super not okay. For it's TikTok to be recommending. It is. <laughs> and also, weirdly, not everybody can do this. So I tried to do yeah. this to see. I was so curious after this. I was like, what are they going to say about me? They're going to be like big eyebrows, terrible voices. Like, what horrible <laughs> things does TikTok have to say about me? And uh, literally nothing. I couldn't do it. I was so sad that I did not have that feature on my, on my page. Weirdly, I was really drawn to hear terrible things about myself. I think this is kind of a human thing, too. I think oh, we yeah. all, it's like the red flag trend. You know, where we're like, okay, tell me what's wrong with me. It's like when celebrities read mean tweets. It's fun. It's fun. (laughs) Until it's mean. (laughs) Until it genuinely hurts your feelings. Which, that's what, uh, at Maria FB41, it looks like she's playing along. But there was a couple where you could see her be like, ouch. Like, ow. Um, Yeah, big face trend. I would definitely be hit with that one. I have a huge face. (laughs) Like, what uh, hashtags do you think TikTok would uh, slander you with? I think they'd be like, um... Bad impression, needs new wigs, big (laughs) eyebrows. Dry wig. Enunciate better. Hashtag sweats too much, apparently. (laughs) Hashtag owned a romper. I don't know. Imagine you never mention sweating and then it just suggests like hashtag hyperhidrosis. Yes. How about you? What do you think it would have to say about you? Honestly, when I was thinking about this, I was like, honestly, some of my hashtags are 
kind of mean. Like, I'll always use, like, hashtag stupid gay bitch or, like, dumb white gay. <laughs> Just get back to you. They do nice ones. They're, like, hashtag tall and elegant. Hashtag well-informed. Hashtag Oh, please. No, it'll be, like, hashtag hairline surgery. Hashtag forehead. <laughs> hashtag old twink. <laughs> well, some people have been commenting with the ones they've been getting, and they're, they're like that. They're so fun. The one from at Abigail with a Y, which I love when people spell gay like that. She said, I got hashtag lesbian lovers on a draft I made with my mom. I bet her mom must have had a short above the shoulder haircut. <laughs> Apparently so. Uh, TikTok like that's a lesbian. That's not a mom. <laughs> that's a lesbian if I ever saw one. What about the one that I suppose it sounds like you can relate to then? That was I got hashtag big forehead. Yeah, that'd be me. Somebody else commented, can't forget hashtag regret getting bangs. Yeah. <laughs> not TikTok telling you that your haircut's bad. Yeah, like, sorry about the bangs, bitch. Did you see the other one that said, I got hashtag mouth breather face and hashtag my teeth are so yellow. Not even hashtag my teeth are yellow. My teeth are so yellow. That's sad. (laughs) I hate that, actually. That just feels like it's no longer TikTok. It's just your average dental hygienist saying hello. You know, like when you go to the (laughs) dentist and every dental hygienist is never, like, they're always disappointed in you no matter how much you flossed they're like "Mm, you can floss more you know wow really yeah are they mean to you at your dentist no i i actually love my dentist i'm obsessed with her we've gotten facials together and her hygienist they're both awesome but work i know right they're really fun anyway shout out to Uh, dr lauren becker (laughs) laura let us know yeah, wait, also, Michael, stop naming your doctors by first and last name on the podcast. <laughs> this is the second time you've done it. You did it with your therapist, too. But I love Dr. Becker. She's a great dentist. Okay, <laughs> okay sorry. Like, now people can find you and stalk you and, like, I don't know, have a meet-cute at your dentist's office that was completely fabricated beforehand. Haven't you seen the show You? Well, that's how you know you've made it when stalkers come to your dentist. Circling back, did you see the suggested hashtags for the poor woman who was not pregnant, but they assumed she was? She got hashtag teen pregnancy, hashtag baby bump (gasps) showing. And then she said, she's not pregnant. So TikTok has just become the rudest person on the sidewalk. Being like, oh my God, are you okay? You look tired. Is everything all right? I hate to tell a mom's story, but my mom, she just retired and she was working with like, she's teaching little kids how to read after school. And the seven-year-old looked at her and went, what's wrong with your face? And she was like, nope, that's just how skinny old white ladies age. And the girl goes, oh no, (laughs) you must be really old. No! <laughs> it's just like nothing oh like a kid to just bring you right back down to earth or TikTok. Michael, one time I distinctly remember my grandma took me to see a bug's life. And while we were waiting to get popcorn, she like bent down to like get close to me. And I was like, grandma, why do you have those holes on your face? And it was just like her pores. And I <laughs> like in the moment she like handled it like a normal grandma would. And it was like fine. But like, I've never forgotten that. And I believe I am now cursed with my grandma's enormous pores because of that unintentional read I delivered when I was five. So really, we need a TV show called TikTok Says the Darndest Things. It's the new version. TikTok's wiling out with its little bitch ass. (laughs) That's the show. Actually, besties, if you can get this drafts suggested hashtags thing to work, please let us know because only some people can. Let us know what your hateful, homophobic, racist hashtags are. Yes. At thesocialdosepodcast.com is where you'll do that. Yes, that's where you will. (laughs) 
Okay, well, that's all the time we have today. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, don't forget to catch up with us on our socials. Leave us comments, leave us messages, or go to the socialdosepodcast.com to leave us a message or voice memo, and we might just play it on the show. Now, with that being said, I have to scurry. They are crowning me Rat King of Rat Girl Summer. And I really have to clean my apartment and I have a lot of work to do. So I'm gonna take a leaf out of Sunny's book, try one of these Panera Charge lemonades and see if I too become a whirling dervish of productivity. Happy scrolling. Happy scrolling besties. We are now accepting applications for podcast co-host. <laughs> Cause Michael's gonna die. <laughs> The Social Dose is a Sony Music Entertainment production. The EPs are Sarita Wesley and Jasmine Henley-Brown. Daniel Jones-Wesley is senior producer, Chelsea Jacobson is producer, and Sunny Balkin is associate producer. This show is engineered by Gulliver Lawrence Tickle and John Scott. Music by Dom Jones. 